see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool, you may even think it is bogus, but I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing, something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you, something called grassroots. Hey everyone, this is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is Brandon Kilby H. Hall. And of course, another episode of Grassroots Podcast. We are going to get deep into culture, some really dope stuff. This is our 50th episode. 50. Damn. Where did the time go, man? <sighs> it passed by real fast. Real, real fast. It was just like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the whole, all those types of stories happen like that. It really does, but it's it's crazy though. Like when you when we really sit back and just look at everything that we've done for our podcast, like Brandon, like I don't know how we got some of this stuff. <laughs> like I'm just like, dang, we got this under the fiftieth episode. Yeah, we've been blessed. We've really yeah. been blessed when I really think about it. Not to be too deep and profound and all of that <laughs> shit, but we really have been. We've made some some really groundbreaking work in, in mm-hmm. a really short time. You know, we've we've been blessed to have on some amazing guests. Um, we yeah. now have an amazing team, like yeah. amazing support group with you know our, our group me and, our, and our, yeah. our, a lot of the people that support the podcast and uh, support what we're what we are doing. Like yeah. it's pretty dope so and and you know what it's it's really cool that all this is basically happening and like everything's starting to line but if you think about it the work that we did individually with our careers is the reason why we were able to really have this podcast push yeah, it you yeah, know yeah um a lot of, and for some people that listen to this podcast they probably think that like we're novice and we're new to so many things i yeah. mean we're new to podcasts but we're not new to the music and media world like brandon and i have been working in the the entertainment industry for like over 10 years 10 years strong man <sighs> Man, that makes me feel old, man. Word. I'm definitely old. I'm like, I'm, I just said that. I'm the oldest person in the room, man. It's over <laughs> for me. I'm just waiting for my pension. <laughs> it's over. Oh, man. But uh, one of the things that we really want to talk about, um, kind of pertaining to like our story, and we thought, why not talk about this on the 50th episode? It lines perfectly, actually. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, Royce, the 5'9", he dropped this song called Dumb. Um, interestingly enough, if you were a fan of our podcast before, we actually shared a snippet of one of Royce's songs. Was it dumb that we shared? It was dumb. And uh, yeah. And, uh, y'all don't know how much we went through to get that. My gosh. It, listen for, for, again, for the new listeners, welcome. Thank you for yes. coming aboard <laughs> for the old, uh, people that have been riding the stream with us. Uh, is that pause? Is that a pause? No, it's not a pause. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you've been if if you've been riding this out with us, um, it took a lot to get that Royce uh, stuff done, yeah. and not because of Royce, obviously, but just obviously because of politics and us just getting out to Detroit. You know, we all 
chipped in and, and rented hotel rooms and you know jeff helped us with the, the hotel rooms yeah and we hiked it up went through a, a storm and and all types of crazy Frickin shit. like went to some really like racist ass area in pennsylvania yeah, yeah this guy like went up to us and was like oh you guys are out of town we're like oh really well how do you know basically he was saying that because we're black he could tell that we were from out of town yeah and when we were going in to get food like everybody was looking at us like it was weird what it was, it was so weird. weird uncomfortable and didn't someone talk about a gun or something i was just yeah, like yeah it was, it was crazy and then uh <laughs> it came time to record and then we uh, originally recorded the episode yep. and then uh royce had a had a candle that crackled it yep. made noise he said he needed it you know to record and just to have some noise going uh noise going rather and uh it came up in the audio, hence uh, that was the first time we'd, we'd done a mobile podcast. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, this episode's going to be great. And I, I'm listening to the headphones. I'm like, yo, this is fucked up. <laughs> so Royce, you know, <sighs> thankfully enough, um, he freaking uh, canceled his session that he had that day. He then, you know, had his engineer work with us and, and, and yeah. help us at least make the audio listenable. And then, uh, you know, uh, Wayne then helped more with the yeah. audio and trying to... Just make sure it, it sounded good, obviously, for your listening and, and pleasure. Yeah, uh, dead ass. Up. I felt like a rapper during that time. <laughs> like, we literally, he, they replayed our vocals, and yeah. then we had to say those vocals again, and we had to say it in certain ways. And, y'all, I damn near felt like I was a rapper. I was like, yo, so this is how it feels. I'm not dropping bars, though. Aaron, Listen. Aaron was definitely ready to drop bars. <laughs> Right, let me be clear. I had to talk her out of the booth <laughs> and walk her back to where to get the work done. She was oh, definitely man. ready to drop bars. Um, mm -hmm. I no mean, bars. For, for me, it, it was exciting just because of Royce's. He's, he's family. And um, I, I always nag him about music. You know, yeah. I've, I've been a Royce fan for God knows how long. And I always, uh, you know, he's always generous enough to, to send me music uh, beforehand. And that mm -hmm. was originally kind of the goal. And then he invited us to the studio to actually listen and, yeah. and get a first uh, listener's ear to uh, the music. And lo and behold, the yeah. record that he uh, just released, uh, Dumb, is uh, one of the records that he played for us. Yeah. And we just kept hearing this record like, oh, my God, yeah. this record is insane. And, and then we had to fight with Shady. <laughs> so, but we got it done though. Um, you know, so so thank the good people over at, at Shady. Thank you, Kino and uh, Royce, of course, yeah, obviously. Cause all of them. It was it was great. Yo, the highlight of my day slash night because we were there for a long time. Like yeah. we, yo, I was struggling driving back home. Yeah. We were so tired. We didn't sleep. It was crazy. But the highlight was like his studio. For yeah, those who've never been in Royce's studio, it's literally, you can record in any room of that studio. Like, yeah. you can even record in the bathroom if you wanted to. Like, Roy that Royce, is that's, crazy. I, I understand why now. Yeah. Anytime I've called or, or, or tried to get in contact with him, he's like, I'm in the studio. You could yeah. legitimately live in his studio. Like, yeah. as soon as you walk into the, the entrance of the studio, mm -hmm. it's a recording room. You walk into the bathroom. It's yeah. a recording room. And the living room Yeah, for the it's acoustics of instruments. Like, that was wild. It's it's a crazy thing. I, I, I it, Perfect name uh, for the studio, Heaven. That's why I named it Heaven. Yeah. It's definitely Heaven. So um, I'm really excited for this project. I haven't nagged him about it yet, but just because yeah. I want to have my, my uh, fan moment and, and really take it in. 
Well, and also, um, I'm really excited because, like, we we didn't even listen to just one song, everyone. Like, we he played us several. Yeah. And it was, like, fire after fire after fire. And I was, like, I, I was just blown away. Like, And, and we don't even know if some of those tracks are going to even make it. Or if we don't even know what other singles he made after that. Uh-huh. So, like, it was, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. And we're going to be showing clips of when we visited too. Yeah. Later yeah. on. Later on, we're gonna we'll show, show it. We'll clips. show. We'll show a snippet right now. But yeah, you're gonna we'll, see the rest later. Yeah, we'll show that. Um, it's it's just crazy though. Um, just to see his growth. I, I think this is probably. Um, and I think for him too, it's probably one of his more or most important bodies of work that he's about to drop. Just just for the simple fact of what he he he's done to get to this point, and also. Yeah. The amount of time he's put into making this album, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. I'm curious to, I mean, hopefully one day I'm able to ask him. But I remember, like when he, we were, he was doing the podcast with us, he was talking about how when he became sober, he was afraid of like his penmanship and mm. just creativity and and how that would be affected. And I kind of want to ask him, like since since going sober, like was it like five years ago about. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you noticed in terms of your penmanship and your creativity and just every aspect of creating a song? Like, how has it progressed? Yeah. Like, yeah. or do you feel like there are certain parts where you stumbled a bit or like how? Because I, I, I just thought that was interesting how during a time where, you know, addiction is such a big thing in hip hop. And he was saying, like, you know, he, although he knew he had to get right for his kids, he was afraid of losing, yeah. like, the, one of the most important things. It's, it's definitely a struggle um, when you have vices and, and shit like that. Yeah. And um, to see him come out on top of it, you know what I mean? Yep. And I, I wonder if it's ever sat in with him as well. Like, yo, like, I really overcame this, and I'm now probably at, at the, the height of my career mentally, yeah. you know, financially, and, and now writing wise like i'm I'm sound yeah. so shout out to royce man yeah shout out to royce big shout out yeah um, it was episode two right and, uh, yeah episode i think it's episode two or three i don't know we're at 50 i mean we got i don't know guys we kind of a lot of numbers you know what we, I mean? <laughs> a lot of numbers i don't, I don't know <laughs> now we, we sent my wash we don't yeah, remember we, we don't remember what episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm like two three Word. one of those I see why people get confused with their numbers once you start to get up there, though. Like, Cause so much happens. So much happens. So many moments. So many things transpire where you you genuinely lose track of what number you're on. I get it. Yeah. So this is a good episode, though. But <laughs> oh man. Um, in in later news, I always wanted to say that. By the way, when, when you watch news and say, in later news, in later news, man was shot by driving. But I always wanted to do that. Um, so anywho, um, Teddy, who's on the scene? Teddy, tell us what's happening. <laughs> Word. Um, so uh, Joe Joe Budden uh, announces new YouTube series. Um, he's had uh, the first episode uh, dropped uh, this past. Saturday, and that was with uh, Charlemagne, Wayno, Mayno, uh, and Mayno, and Casanova, and Casanova. Uh, Am I missing anyone else? I don't think so. If we are, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Be real yeah. graphic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it um it uh it looks very interesting. It's it's um from what I'm hearing, it 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 was a panel type of discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, that I guess I'm assuming drops every Saturday. I, I think or something like that do you uh, think it's gonna be every week or like bi-weekly because they still have the podcast and i know like la, the, uh was it the past week they were having some some 
personal stuff and they had yeah. to delay it or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's actually a, a good question. Um, I wonder, I, my, I, the challenge, at least for my brain, is how do you balance this content now? You cover so much on, on your podcast. Yeah. And your your podcast is seven hours long, and 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 now you have a show, uh, and or panel or or show and panel both where you're now talking about topics and things of that nature or yeah. nostalgic moments, whatever may have you. So I wonder what that's going to be like and, and how that transition is going to be. Theory time. Joe's creating his own network. Think so. I I feel like he's creating his own network. He's. He created this podcast. It's been building. Now it's consistent. It's 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 at a point where it's I mean, within the music entertainment field, it's the number one podcast, like at this point. Uh, or at least in the top three. Yeah. For certain people, because I'm not trying to have, you know, the trolls come at me like, ah! <laughs> um <laughs> and I feel like he's creating this another one. He's creating this other panel. Um he obviously he obviously created this because he saw, like with his previous creation, Everyday Struggle, and how that operated, he saw how that went when it became with like panel discussions or having multiple people talk about the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like now that he left, the pull-up is that panel discussion kind of yeah. concept that already is shown that it works, you mm-hmm. know? Um but I really thought it was interesting, the people that he had. He had obviously Charlemagne. Smart. Which is smart, and they and it makes sense because they did a piece with Revolt, and that mm-hmm. was like a really like the piece went really well with that those shit two did numbers. It did numbers, um, and then obviously Wayno, and Wayno was interesting because Wayno's was on Everyday Struggle, mm-hmm. so I'm always curious about like, okay, so what's really going on with over at Complex then if yeah. Wayno's coming over here because we don't know if it's gonna be like, at, like they're on all the time or, yeah, you know. Well, well the other thing too is. Um, What's interesting to me, while all of these people in this panel are creatives, uh, creatives rather, in their own realm, they're still all coming together, kind of forming Voltron and making this one big uh, creation, in a sense. So I'm wondering as well, like, how does that work? A lot of, I'm assuming a lot of egos and shit like that got to be put to the side too. Well, I feel like... I mean, okay, so I don't know when it can't when it comes to casting over Mayno, but like Joe, Charlemagne, and even Wayno, I think they see what's going on when it comes to media companies. Like, you know, in certain media companies, there are people who don't even understand the culture, and they're the ones that are driving discussions or content dealing with culture, mm-hmm. and that's such a disconnect. And I think maybe with their experiences, they see that. So now you have people who are in the culture driving the discussion of culture and have more of a hold and more of an influence when it comes to those conversations. That's way more powerful than someone who has no idea and just has money because the person who has no idea and has the money is always going to seek the person who does to, to make more money off of them. I think those guys and those, you know, whether it's those guys, Joe, Charlemagne, Joe, all of them, who knows? I think they're starting to understand how much power is in the hands of creatives yeah. and the power that's in the hands of 
not just creatives in the sense of like rappers or anything, but creatives even in the sense of like media people who are developing their own platforms and their own mm-hmm. foundations outside of what they do and, and, and still having an influence outside of their company. And they're like, yo, we work for this said company, we work for this company, but damn, like look how much we are getting and doing with our individually and collectively. It's kind of a point where it's like, creatives are going to eventually not they're not going to need these big platforms these big platforms are going to be needing them badly that uh another thing to look at too though um to your point is they're all independent essentially like Mm -hmm. they're independently now creating content yep so it's genius that i think the the and i don't know if 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 these people are going to be on the entire time i don't know if you know what's happening but for the yeah. for the most part it appears like this is going to be something much bigger than just a, a content dump there's there's yeah. obviously a meaning behind this and a, and a goal behind this um so i'm interested to to kind of see where this goes and uh, especially with all of the, the, yeah. the minds i love the topics i love um you know just just pretty much the concept overall of what they're looking to do. Yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. And um, to some of the YouTubers out there, no, we are not on his payroll. We're not part of this. <laughs> We're not getting paid to talk about this. <laughs> so... Just let me address that. For some reason, I don't know why people think we're on his payroll. Like, I don't understand why, like, why can't we be independent? I just, like, I don't, I don't, and I, and I, I can kind of see why, because they're probably like, yo, they got meth, they got red, they got like, this person, that person, they have to be getting money. No, <laughs> we're not making money. Yeah, newsflash, <laughs> we're not making money. We're broke. We're not on anyone's uh, payroll. <laughs> yeah. We're not making money. We just created something that is authentic, and people find dope. And these acts and their publicists and even media companies think it's dope too. Yeah. Like we have, you know, there are people like there are people that surprise us that say they listen to our podcast and we had no idea. Every, every day it happens. <laughs> Literally, we'll we'll be walking or having dinner or some shit, and somebody will come up and just be like, "Wow!" Like I would have never even thought. You know what I'm saying? But that shocked to, me a little bit. To your point, I I could give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> like I re- I really don't care when it comes to people making comments like that. Like a lot of these people, I I realize, um, they're they're new fans in yeah. a sense, and not fans of us, but maybe fans of Joe or whatever. So you look at it like, oh, we're you copying. Know, yeah, yeah, we're copying, not knowing the relationship, not yeah. knowing my history, your history, or anything or anything like that. So they, they don't know. It's 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 more ignorant. So I don't really care. I'm gonna talk about. Oh my no, no, no 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 no! I I just I was just throwing it out there because yeah. I remember that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I but it's crazy though because that's kind of like that's kind of a good thing that. When people look at the success and like what we've done, like we don't even think that we've done that much. But when people Word. look, but but from from outside looking in, people are probably like, "Damn, how did they get all these people before their even twenty fifth episode?" You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, and probably think that you know we're getting something, you know, money wise or anything, but we're not. We just. Like I, like I said before, we worked our asses off in our individual working jobs and people respect us. So when we came up with something that they found dope, they wanted to be a part of it. That's it. And that was it. That's and, it. And, this is, we're not and, getting- and, and, and to your point, even the people that have come on, 
they all have done something major in their field or yeah. realm. Like everyone in, in our uh, crew has done something and, and, and is contributing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, I think real friends support real friends. And he's definitely a friend of, of the show for us. He, he supports us immensely. Yeah. And we'll all continue to uh, support him. So shout out to Joe. Um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it for that. Um <laughs> Yeah, what if on Halloween we dress up as Joe and Nadeska, <laughs> and then Brittany can be Tammy? Word, we Vaka's Vaka's fiance or we wife. might as well. We get called them enough <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> people got people got to stop internet bullying. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, comment bullying. Enough is enough. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they just call me Nadeska because we're light skin. Yeah. That's they 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 always try to find some other light skin person to call me. Like someone call me like they're like you're like Tanache. You look like Beyonce. You look like I'm like I what? Cause we're light skin. What? <laughs> I, I, I just never understand. People got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> um, I'm excited though. I'm excited for two reasons. Wait, excited about what? Uh, oh. this next topic. I'm excited. Oh, not yeah. about that shit. I'm about to say you ready for Halloween? Cause I am. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, I'm excited because for number one, let's let's just make some things clear. We had uh, Sai Hai, the prince, on our podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, we were the media entity that broke the news that Kanye was going to executive produce every album um, on good music, all of his artists' album on good music. We broke that. Do your facts. Fact check that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lit. Brandon's flexing right now. I am flexing. <laughs> I am flexing. I'm, I'm proud of that. Because no, I am proud of that too. It, that was a big moment for, uh, for us considering we did break that story, number one, and a lot of media entities tried to cut our name out of that. Which yeah. I thought was uh, or they misspelled or misspelled. They missed one misspelled grassroots. I'm yeah. like, yo, it's right there on the cover photo. Yeah, so <laughs> it, we broke right, that, though. right? But more importantly, I'm happy it's coming to fruition per yeah. Kanye tweeting all of these release dates. Uh, so we have Pusha T, May 25th. Yep. Tiana Taylor, June 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have his album, Kanye, June 1st. And then we have a joint album with Kanye and um, Kid Cudi. And Kid Cudi. That is what I'm excited for. I hope that's. And I that's hope that f- really comes through. Yeah, and that's I the really 15th, that I believe. I think it's June 15th. The, well, the one thing we, we, we can establish with Kanye, um, we were talking about this earlier, is when, when he departs from, from Twitter and then comes back, he normally is talking about products and services. I mean, to be honest, I knew he was working on something when they caught him out there in, like, what, Wyoming or something like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, definitely. oh, yeah, he cooking up right definitely, now. Definitely, definitely. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, obviously because that's coming to fruition but uh it's soon it's it's i feel like um culturally and hip-hop wise it's it's getting aggressive like Mm -hmm. things are getting really aggressive things are picking up on top of that i'm curious to see what a kid cuddy and kanye project sounds like 
They've collaborated a million times. They've, you know, uh, they've obviously had their their past of of, yeah. of issues. Yeah. And now them coming together as a collective to put it uh, to put together a body of work, it should be kind of lit. And another thing too, if you think about it, with the timing, like this project is coming after when Kid Cudi said that he was getting help. Yeah. And then definitely. I'm sure Kanye had to deal with like he had to deal with like the Kim Kardashian Paris thing and a bunch mm. of other things. And maybe like this is like their therapeutic album. And still Kanye has yet to address everything that's happened with Hove. Yeah. That's still that's still there. Yeah. That is still there. So maybe this is like their therapeutic. I feel like when you go out into the mountains or wilderness or something, you're just trying to find peace or you're you're trying to um, harness, harness, harness yeah, yeah, you're trying to harness yeah. something. So maybe, like I said, maybe this may be their therapeutic album or post-rehab, post-help project where they may be addressing everything that they've gone through, obviously artistically, but yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for that one. And, and also, I'm excited for Tiana Taylor. I That's, felt like her last project was uh, completely underrated. Yo, they she, did she not give enough. She don't, she don't, she don't enough. enough. That project was fire. I don't think how many, I don't think people really realize how talented Tiana Taylor is. Forget her dancing. Forget she yeah. has an amazing body. Forget, forget all of those things that are on the surface. Yeah. Even with her music being on this on the surface, I don't think mm -hmm. enough people pay attention to how talented that girl is. And she's a really nice person. Yes, like she I is. She is. designers manager Zana Ray introduced me to her yeah. when she had that new um sneaker situation. And we went to uh, I forget what sneaker store, but it was up in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And like I was able to meet her. She was talking to me, she was so kind, and of course little Junie was there with her big cheeks and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like for me, like anytime that I see someone who's talented, but also is still humble and like a human being, like yeah. I'm always going to root for them. And like I said, her album was slept on. Yeah, definitely. That was, it was a fire project. The, her, her album, um, above all, outside of, uh, you know, obviously the other albums that I'm really excited about, mm -hmm. hers I think is number one on my priority list. Oh, I, yeah. really, I really, really want to see her go to the next level. I think she's super created. Um, to your point, I've yeah. met her on, on, on a few different uh, occasions. Super, super nice girl. Um, I really, really want to see her get to the next level. And I think yeah. she's I think she's now moving up a little bit. And Kanye had to do right by her. Because you remember yeah, that time yeah. where it was a little bit of a problem? And it's just kind of like she was one of the only artists for good music that wasn't really paying attention. I think it wasn't around like the time of like, the designer... Like yeah, thing and he, like he, so I'm happy now that like he is is gonna hopefully do right by her now. I, th I think he will. He yeah. he acknowledged that though. Yeah. In, in yeah. one interview, they asked him like, you know, who what if something you've done kind of wrong? He's like, I could have pushed her better. I could have. Yeah. You know, he should have pushed that project better. Yeah, and I think um, it it shows I think Kanye's growth as far as that goes because he's you know it takes a lot for you to admit such a monumental mistake like that. You know yeah. what I mean? When you drop the ball on an album that you know uh, maybe uh, you're hearing through the great uh, grapevine is an amazing album and you were a part of it and you didn't really do yeah. your due, uh, due diligence to make sure that it was, you know, supposed to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but you know what? When he, when he acknowledged that, like, I don't... Like, you would think, like, of all people, Kanye, like... Some people think he's so egotistical and all that stuff. I don't think 
like Kanye, yeah, he thinks highly of himself and you should think highly of yourself, but he's yeah. also very self-aware. Like he, yeah. I'm sure he knows his flaws. He knows what he does wrong and what he does right. So like, I mean, shoot, if he's, if he's able to call out other people's shit, he better be able to call out himself. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's kind of like what we're saying or what you said before about 6 9 like Kanye is the the I don't want to say he's Joker, but he's the person that's misunderstood. He's definitely he's, misunderstood. He's, he's he's brilliant, but even brilliant people are misunderstood. It's kind of like when you have tech people trying to explain to regular people about uh APIs and yeah, how Facebook yeah. functions. They talk in a whole different language and everyone's else like, "What?" K- Kanye is definitely crazy. But like we said on this show a million times over, we're crazy. Super talented I people think are super crazy. Super talented people are crazy. <laughs> you can't name me one. Yes, Britt, you're crazy. Yes. You can't name me one successful person that has not had a, a mental lapse or has not mm-hmm. gone through something traumatic or had maybe a moment where they just went on some rant. A, a lot of times they, they you know, um, they internalize things yeah. and, and, and they and they deal with things in their own way. And it, it just like any anything, at, at some point you reach your breaking point. And I think Kanye may reach reaches a breaking point more often than others just because he internalizes so much. But at the end of the day, you can you can't take away what he he brings to the culture. And yeah. now we're talking about two different cultures too. We're talking about music and we're talking about fashion. Yeah. Uh, uh, amongst him uh you know giving these uh release dates and and building uh anticipation anticipation for that mm-hmm. he announced how many pair of yeezys and how many new shoes that are coming out and flip-flops and all and these show things. the prototypes and all that so for somebody like that that is uh clearly tapping into two different realms at the same time and and trying to peak uh creatively I, I I'll, I'll give him a pass with with having mental lapses or or, or just feeling away or, or something happening. But I'm, I'm think, not but think really about caring. it. Think about it. Kanye, all his life, pretty much well at least career wise, had to basically force himself into those industries. Remember yeah. when they were saying how labels when he he tried he was like trying to be a rapper and they just didn't believe in him mm-hmm. and like there's even other other artists that didn't believe he could he could be a rapper in a sense and like he literally had to force himself into the yeah. industry and show that he can same thing with fashion he had to force himself so it's like he's constantly having to 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 really like push himself into industries and push himself into positions that most people probably would doubt him i agree and i think um that's why he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and that's also why it can cause loneliness too loneliness contributes to craziness when you're great and people don't believe in you that can be some of the loneliest points and and especially after or after you've proven yourself time and time again and they're still doubting you and still doubting you yeah so i don't i don't think that it's one of those times where he doesn't acknowledge it i think it's one of the things where he it's it's right dead smack in his face and now when he walks into offices you're gonna hear it you're gonna you're you're gonna hear it and you're gonna know when you hear an interview you're gonna know when he drops the album you're gonna know exactly how he feels he's oh it's crazy like throughout his career he's always been at least initially has always been david 
going against Goliath. And Goliath in a sense of like the industry, like yeah. the head industry. He was David going up against the major record labels for when he wanted to be artists. And now he is he was David going up against Nike, which is one of the is is the biggest sneaker brand company mm-hmm. out there. And it's like he's constantly having to fight the Goliath in terms of being the industry. Not so much like like fans and everyone knows his influence and everything, but like even still, like it's crazy. But like Kanye's situation is a uh, uh, how do you explain? It's it's symbolic in the sense of like black men or or black people getting into certain industries and 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 having ownership within those industries. Mm-hmm. And because fashion, like they did. Um, Sorry, I'm having a brain fart. They did our man, uh, 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 Dapper Dan. Yeah. They did him dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, and he was revolutionary. And I think what Kanye is doing, like, he's basically saying, like, no, like, you guys are not going he's to. He's not going to let you do it. He's not going to let you do it. So he's paving the way, but also his his David and Goliath story is very symbolic in a sense, too. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. I wonder what the concepts of these albums will be. I know that yeah. the artwork for his was re- uh, was released um, very artsy, as as always, typical Kanye, uh, and that's not in a bad way. I, I, I'm you know in full support of it. Yeah. I wonder what the concepts of Push's album will be. I know he's already confirmed that he's straight still, lyrics. Yeah, that's what it is. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Push already confirmed that he's still going to be talking about moving weight. I'm excited. Every time I listen to a Pusha T album, I really think that I'm a drug dealer. So I'm excited about that. Um, and on top of it, um, the the I want to hear. I wonder what Kanye's we're going to get, though. Yeah. That's my other thing. Because, again, there's two different styles of Kanye's that could potentially happen. One be it. 808s. Uh, the, su- the solo yeah. album could be in like another 808s or it could be... Uh, uh, life of pablo we i don't know and then i want i'm curious to hear what this this uh cuddy and and, and uh yay album is going to sound like it's this is going to be a great time uh, especially the lineups it's you're mm-hmm. looking at every month is something coming from from good music yeah and then on top of that drake also drops in the summertime too oh yeah how we forget yeah so, that's forget another about drake? One. so this summer may actually be a good summer for music it is know? gonna be lit it's gonna be lit. Listen, all we need is just Beyonce or Jay. Word. Just, just those two. Someone, someone drop something. Well, I wonder if uh, freaking. Uh, well, no, uh, Beyonce. Well, yeah, Beyonce is kind they of. They have different. the tour. Yeah. Yeah, they got the tour and stuff like that. It could happen. I don't know, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, not so much uh, Hove. I could see Beyonce maybe. I wonder why Beyonce and Hove never uh, drop EPs. You ever thought about that? They never do like five songs, six songs uh, records. They never do that. They just drop full on albums or uh, motion pictures. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Well, because, I mean, they don't have to. And also, I mean, with Beyonce's path is interesting too, because she was already on top with Destiny's Child. So when she went solo, it was kind of like she started at a higher point, And it was just about kind of what we talked about proving yourself in that first and second album yeah and she was able to prove herself in the first and second album so it's like she never fell she just went from here all the way up to there she's already at a high position with destiny's child so she was already she didn't have to do all that stuff yeah they're definitely a powerhouse couple um i I guess their goals is what everyone calls people these days (laughs) 
you got to be scary to, to kind of call people goals. You ever thought about that? Like when you say, hey, yeah. those are relationship goals. Them, them niggas don't be making it. <laughs> like, really think about it. They don't make it. Fab, Emily, fucking, who else was, was a goal? Everything, everyone's always a goal. Uh, Amber in, in 21, people just are, are, can't be so quick to call everyone a goal. I, Beyonce and Ove, though, I think you can because, I mean, aside from the infidelity and all that, I think what is goals about them is that they both individually have their own shit. They help each other out, though. And on top of that, they're private. Yeah. And the day of social media, people feel like they got to put all their relationship stuff out on social media. You don't. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. okay. Getting a like is not going to make your relationship better. And actually, I think there's scientific proof or like a study where they said that like people who put their relationships out on social media actually means that their relationship isn't that great. Yeah. Or something like that. I never, I never believe that shit. When people post all these mushy picture, uh, pictures, um, nine times out of ten, she probably caught him cheating five minutes ago or vice versa. Or they're just trying to cover it up. I never Listen, really believe it. And you got to have that mysteriousness. Like, yeah, I don't be yeah. posting you. I, people always ask, are you in a relationship? You're never going to know. Unless yeah. unless you ask someone I know personally, like really close with, or you just randomly find out. Aside from that, you're never going to know. Because I'm yeah. just going to be like, maybe so, maybe not. That's messy. Speaking of messy, though. <laughs> Clean up time Clean in up aisle three. In aisle three. <laughs> Paula Patton gets the ghostwriting award of the year. Bam. She been writing Robin Thicke's fire all this time, man. Under the name Max Haddington. That's crazy. Yo, that name itself, Max Haddington. That, I wonder if he gave her that name because that's very porno-ish. And, and I know he's into some other shit. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to connect the dots here. That's, this could be a theory. I'm really trying to figure out where that name comes. Who thinks of that? I, honestly, Max Haddington, they probably created that name because it does not sound like a black man's name. No offense. Or a black person's name. So they probably would never have put two and two together. They're probably like, yeah. oh, it's just, you know, it's just some, some white person. I feel like they did it on purpose because if she did, if they said something, like, you know how people, they'll be like, evaluating be like, okay, his name is Jerome. There's no Jerome. Yeah. Wait, Jerome's a black man's name. Wait, wife is black. Oh, wait, that's her. Or some crazy theory and stuff. But I think that's probably what he did. He probably picked a name that will be least likely connected to her, like ethnicity-wise and everything else that you wouldn't expect her to be. Yeah, but I mean, she goes on to say that she was Max Haddington. Um, you know, she was writing uh, records with him. Um, she didn't want that stigmatism of being the wife, you know, writing, uh, you know, your girls writing your records. So they came up with this with this theory, which is I, I respect that. I'm, you yeah. know, I, I know you, you obviously want your, your husband to, to be the husband and get all the credit that, he, that he's due. But. And now I want to hear some bars from her. I, I need to know. I need to know where her pen game is at. She's out here writing fire. Who knew? Who knew? I never even knew that she was uh, talented. I never. I never even know she wrote. So this is news to me. Um, Big I'm, question is: Does she write blurred lines? Mm, mm, well, no. Because didn't they get sued for that shit? Well, or yeah, because it? of sampling. Yeah, because of sampling, right? But I mean, but you don't. Uh, that's like a good question. I don't think you Chris, get. I don't think Chris, writers get sued. It's whoever. Yeah, Chris, check that. We have a. Hey, hey guys, we have an intern now too. So like, I'm happy about that because we can just say things like, "Get us coffee," or "Check that," or "Shut up, Chris," when he's not saying anything. 
He's a really nice guy. So, but I, I do want to know that. It, it, I can't remember what the issue was uh, that he um, that the lawsuit was. was it was Gay it was sampling Marvin Gaye's. Yeah. What was it? Uh-huh. Marvin Gaye sample, family one, yeah. But in those lawsuits, the writers—I mean, I'm asking because I don't know in this aspect. Yeah, the writers don't get sued for that. No, it's writers the don't. it's the no, it's, it's the producer and the, the artist itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, but that's still my question: Did she write those lyrics? Because even though like that was still a controversial song a little bit. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, did she? Drop them bars there. There was there was a few songs that um I had found. Um, I'm gonna send them to the group chat that that I knew that she wrote on. Well, I knew after obviously the, this interview that she wrote on. But now I want to go do some research and see if she did write or if she's on the credits for that record because that would be crazy. Yeah, seeing Max Haddington. Yeah. Shout out to her, man. You know do, what? Do we like the blonde hair? I know that's an off topic. Do we like the blonde hair on her? Um, kind of fits her. Yeah, right? Yeah. And she got the shortcut. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It too. works. It's a little classy. Um <laughs> Yeah, but like also, she's very 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 classy because aren't, aren't weren't they going through a split or something or they are split or something uh, yeah, like they're that? Split. They're split. Yeah, she kept that in the tuck for a very long time. She could have just dropped that right well, when everything well, was going crazy. Yeah, like you got to kind of like, how do you handle that? Like if you're going through a, through a divorce like they were and she just drops a bomb like, nigga, you was, you know, fondling women. I was writing your bars like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I was up in the studio writing. <laughs> Word. <laughs> you were creating them blurred lines with those tricks. You wasn't shooting in the gym. <laughs> That's crazy. That's that's taking a man's soul when you're an artist, when you can hold that type of power over someone. And that's yo, that's that's also major foul. Your your girl is helping your career, writing some yeah. of your lyrics, and we don't. I don't know which ones because it could be some of his bigger songs that she's contributing to. And you gonna just be acting crazy out here? It's the life, man. Nah, you get caught up God. into the life. Nah, you just, but then watch, it always happens, they get caught up in the life, the one that they want goes and leaves them, and then they are going to regret that, and it's just like, you could have prevented that. Yeah. Just don't have them blurred lines. Well, it, it seems like he's happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, that was good, I, I, that was good. But, um, <laughs> that was good, that was good. Here, here all week, folks. Here all week. Catch uh, me every Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> Fucking, uh, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we can just skip on to the next topic yeah, with we'll J. Cole. Next topic. Uh, J. Cole, uh, have you heard the album? I heard um, yes. a lot of mixed reviews about it. I heard it was very uh, J. Cole-esque. Uh, I know that it's very, he dropped the album on 420, but it's very anti-420 and drug usage. Yeah. I heard the album on the way over here. I actually liked the project. I uh, heard, I was like six, no, five records in. Um, I like I like it so far. Yeah, for to me, I, I'm definitely hearing a different Cole, uh, with the exception of the singing. Uh, yeah. So you know, but outside of that, um, I like it. I, I he's flowing. I I like it. I don't yeah. really have a bad critique until I get to the rest of the album. I I'm, mean, I'm cool. He's also people have to also realize like he's in his 30s. Like. He's grown, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's going to be different topics and conversations. And I also think 
uh, the one thing I really liked about the project, I forget what which song exactly, but I know he he talked about it was kind of like a uh, in a sense it was like a, a musical letter to those pill rappers out there. Yeah. Um, but then he also utilized another song. He utilized drugs in terms as a as a um, well drugs and, and addiction as a like metaphor for uh, some previous infidelity things yeah um that you know he's he's bringing it up so i i liked how the obviously the concept was around drugs but he didn't he utilized drugs in metaphorical ways that described other situations and other things that were happening mm-hmm. um i you know with with this and also like j cole is a true artist too because i, I uh was it um who there was a quote-unquote pill rapper that was beefing with him who? Who's, uh, who's ever beef with Cole? Little Pump. There you go. Look at the enter. That's our new shit. But yeah, he, uh, he, they were saying that he instead of addressing him via social media, he's addressing in his music, which is what artists should do. Yeah, like, you should. You know, I, be, I respect that. You know, Twitter fingers out here. That. I think Cole is, is now transcending. He's becoming very mysterious and very um, what's I, I can't think of the word, but it's he don't give a shit about being mainstream. That's yeah, what I think. Like but, he's you know, but because of that, I think it's elevating him. Like yeah. the way he carries himself, like the the way he's dropping projects, the way he's maneuvering. Yeah, uh, did the pop up show? Like he he he's just trying. It's almost like uh, us as you know as we do this show, how we just come and create yeah. i feel like he's just doing that yeah like he's walking through the city with dj self look at that yeah it, shit like that you, you don't see from someone of his stature yeah and he's doing that more and more and and for me personally i just think that it, it's drawing me in more yeah you know what i mean like he it, it's i love artists that have that mystique like prince had that mystique uh, you know, MJ, Whitney, they all yeah. had this this allure about them that was very mysterious and, and kept you wanting to know more about them. Yeah. And he he does a great job of that. M does a great job of that. Um, I mean, even though he's been trolling a lot as of late with <laughs> his Instagram post, I think it's hilarious. Um, but he, he does a really, really good job, uh, yeah. good job of that. And I think as he, you know, uh, grows as an artist, I'm curious to see, you know, strategically what he plans yeah. on doing as far as inserting himself more and more in, into the conversations of the best rappers of all time. Well, another thing too is like, you know you're on a whole different level when you literally can just drop a show or drop a project and that just, that it just does numbers. Yeah, Like yeah. Oh, very few people can do that. I think I mentioned that before, like Beyonce can do it, Jake mm-hmm. can do it, probably Rihanna can do it, Kanye, very, Kanye there's, there's a few people. only very few people. Um, so we already know he's kind of like in that realm where it's just very limited promo and everyone's like, you know, waiting for what's in store. Um, I also think that like J. Cole is in a place where, I mean, but even, I mean, you can even say he's been in this place. I mean, obviously he understands that you got to have those like strategic mainstream songs, but yeah. now he's in a position where he's like, I'm going to create, 
I'm going to put out the messages that I want to put out. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah. I'm not out here to win mainstream love in this. Like, I think this is a conversation that needs to be addressed or a message that needs to be put out. Definitely. And I'm going to put it out whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, you know, I, and, and but but with that too, like, it's funny. I was seeing on social media, like, people were hating, people were hating and, on J. Cole and trolling. And I'm like, yo, like, like, it's like haters were talking more about J. J. Cole than his fans were talking about him. Yeah. And I just thought that was really funny. And it's just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're hating because they were like, oh, this was too, this was too deep or this wasn't, you didn't have any like, uh, you know, dance songs and shit like that. But yeah. J. Cole does not care well, The about one that. thing, the one critique I will say that, and this has always been uh, my critique for him is that personality wise, J. Cole is very boring. He does. He doesn't give you a lot. So when when you know fans often, uh, especially in this day and age, they like artists to be to have a little bit more personality yeah. and, and things of that nature. That's so I, I get th those critiques. But yeah. as far as his pen game goes and, and his lyrical ability and in, in creating just phenomenal records, you can't really take that from yeah. him. You you can't. There's there's nothing you can say. You can you can say he's boring. He's not a good in, uh, interview. You can say you know he doesn't walk around like the typical artist. I don't think that at this point. I don't think that's his brand. I don't yeah. think that he even cares to even be associated with the typical artists of today. To be honest, I wouldn't even call J Cole boring. He's just down to earth. Like J Cole is definitely that dude who's like at a party off in the corner, mad yeah. chill, mad quiet, but you know he can bag all those women in that room. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's, it, it kind of goes back to to self-awareness and self-confidence. When you know who you are, you don't, and, and you're comfortable with who you are, you don't have to prove anything. Like, yeah. you don't have to make yourself or make yourself appear more exciting than, than, um, than what people think. And I just think that like, I don't know. I think the quiet, the 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 boring, kind of like the mysteriousness. Like you never know what he's gonna want to talk about. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think that kind of helps. Question: Kendrick Kendrick Lamar got a Pulitzer Prize. Mm -hmm. Do you think J Cole is gonna one day get a Pulitzer Prize for his project? Yeah, I think anything is possible at this point. You you figure uh, Dave Chappelle got a Grammy, right? Was it Dave Chappelle? I think it was some. What did Dave Chappelle get a Grammy for or something? I think it was a Grammy. Chris, look that up. <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant got an Oscar. Co Kobe got an Oscar. Uh, Kendrick got a, a Pulitzer. Best comedy album. Best comedy album. That's yeah. what he did. He got a Grammy for that, right? Yeah. So, And then you have um, uh, Hove uh, getting a Peabody Award. Mm. At this point, um, I think the, the, the floodgates are open. It is. I think anything is possible for artists at this point. Uh, and I think corporations and, and, and foundations that yeah. like like the Pulitzers and all this shit, they're starting to take uh, precedent. Hip hop is becoming more respected. Yeah. In other industries and avenues. Definitely, like definitely. it is being respected way more because if you think about it, even five years ago, there's, there wouldn't be artists having some of these awards and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think people are starting to understand like, oh, wow, hip hop is really about the arts. Yeah. It's not this trend or 
pill ridden or thugging yeah, music or whatever they crazy hip-hop stuff they is say grown. hip-hop is really really grown. like think about it you thought like, yeah. you know growing but, up it was always uh ignorance it was it was gang related it, it, was, it was, tr- it's just a trend yeah, it was trends it was a whole bunch of things and you have kendrick winning a fucking pulitzer like that's that's crazy a lot of things that are happening to artists now um I don't think that they could have even, at least me, I would have never envisioned stuff like this happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially even with Hove, with the with the Peabody and then him getting the Writers Award. Like, there's a lot of things that are happening more frequently than, than what they were in the past. Yeah. That is showing you that hip-hop is growing as a culture. Well, also another thing, too, you can't, we're in a period of time where you can't ignore hip-hop. Hip-hop is not just isolated within music anymore it's within sports it's within politics like we're seeing artists like at the core hip-hop was about uh it was about expressing yourself arts and also social issues yeah and it's like now it's really coming back because it kind of went from that to then like it went to the quote-unquote the 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 gangster era yeah and telling that story and then now it's becoming more of the um I wouldn't even say socially aware, but I would say more socially vocal. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like artists, especially hip hop artists, are getting so much involved. They're giving back to the communities, giving scholarships and and, and to uh, HBCUs and this Mm -hmm. and that. Like they are becoming more than their music. And I think that's why you can't ignore hip hop right now. Hip hop is ingrained in almost every aspect. You saw freaking Bernie Sanders tweeting about what Cardi B talked about when it came to taxes and stuff. Like, Bernie Sanders freaking tweeting about Cardi B. Like, and she's not even, in some people's eyes, she's not even like the leading person when it comes to talking about politics. But Mm -hmm. even the fact that she talked about that and was aware of those things, her voice mattered. Her voice mattered. Hip hop artists' voices are mattering beyond just their music. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I just think that while we have the torch, I would just like that more artists take advantage of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like bring more awareness to certain things that are happening and, and you know, speak up for injustices. I, I like that when that that's happening. Yeah. I like that, you know, you're talking about uh, sexuality, you talk about racism, you talk about, uh, you know, feminism, you talk about all those things. Yeah. I like that artists are doing that. And I hope that that continues. I, I really hope that it's not a fad or a trend that people are just following for publicity yeah. or for marketing purposes. I really hope that that, you know, sustains itself. Yeah. And I don't think that just saying, oh, I made a song about drugs and I want to bring you know awareness to drugs by making a song about drugs that's not enough yeah no, like no, no, no. and i don't think that's substantial and also telling people i don't like not that i'm knocking these artists but like going on social media and saying that you're never going to use xan again like yeah, that's good for you but that's not enough yeah, that's, that's, that's really not enough and you yeah. know your influence you know you're influencing these kids yeah. you know the things that you're saying and especially um it kind of i forget who said this but it was talking about how like you know, um, when you're an artist, you obviously you're influencing the urban community and the culture. But then there are people like white kids that are looking at hip hop and thinks that like those certain things like using drugs is hip hop is black culture. And they yeah. want to epitomize black culture and hip hop because it's cool. Mm-hmm. So when you are always talking about drugs and doing drugs like they think that, oh, 
So that's how it is that's to be black. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I, or, or to be cool. Being black is basically being cool now. Yeah. That's what it is. So that's like, so I just like, I just wish there was like younger artists. The older ones get it. And obviously it comes with maturity, but like I really want to see some of the younger artists like take into consideration like this drug issues. Like we're losing artists to drugs and all this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. you know? So, I mean, hopefully, you know, things change. I really hope that um, this this type of great shit that keeps happening. And I yeah. know this is one of the rare moments in hip-hop where we get these string of just amazing things happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy to be here for it. Question for you. Do you think that we will ever have a president that is a former hip-hop artist? Mm, I could see Will Smith being president. Huh. I could 100% see Will Smith being president, and I would endorse him. Hmm. Why so? Because I think uh, he has a um, a perspective on life that I think the office uh, needs at this point. Like, you need people like like a Will Smith or uh, who else could I see? Right now, that the only person I can think right now is Will Smith. But you need somebody like that that has traveled the world and experienced so many things, and has and and he. I could see him mending a lot of broken relationships with foreign countries, and probably fixing a lot of foreign policies just off of his experiences and just based off of his know-how and mm-hmm. being able to engage with people. Will Smith, to me, is one of those people that probably has, and I've never met him, but he just seems like someone that has a certain energy about them that you instantly would connect with uh, Connect with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that he would probably be able to connect with a lot of Americans and be able to solve a lot of problems yeah. just based off his philosophy and then also uh, bestowing that philosophy onto other foreign countries mm-hmm. and probably just fixing a world of different issues. Well, and I think he also be selected because he is not a black man that dealt with drugs. Yeah. They're never going to allow. If you have, like, it's crazy how there's politicians that have drug addictions, mm-hmm. pedophilia, all that. But if, yeah. like, if you are a black well, man or if you're a minority, like, it's like you can't have those stuff. Well, that was the, the, the big thing with uh, Barack. Barack, they found out that he smoked weed and he was like, yeah, like, so fuck what? Like, who cares? Chill out. You should like, have chill. some, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's, a, that's actually a, a really good point. Um, damn, who, who would your pick be? Uh, be? That's a good question. To be a president? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now I'm going through all these rappers in my yeah. head. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know about president, but in terms of artists, I could see Beyonce dealing with international affairs. Like more so of like um, dealing with like hunger and all that stuff yeah. i could see her dealing like I that. that women empowerment all that stuff uh in terms of president i'm trying to think about a rapper who doesn't have because like you can't have things on your record and you can't have any affiliations with gangs or drugs or anything like that which is <sighs> i mean will smith would definitely be a really good one but yeah. i can't really think of anyone else yeah. i'm trying to think of, i'm trying to think too I don't know of anybody else that makes sense. Well, for uh, whoever that rapper is as to be president, I would love to see someone like um, Rhapsody for vice president. Rhapsody? That's mm-hmm. a good 
Yeah, I just think that like with her, obviously, like she understands the culture. She's artist. She's lyrical. She, she also knows how to compete. Knows how to work with other male counterparts, yeah, which is competes. very important for you know working in politics. And I also like she speaks the truth, but she speaks it in a way where it doesn't come off as like to the point where people won't listen. It'll be super aggressive. Yeah. Like I've spoken to her many times, and she talked about you know being a woman and people telling her to dress a certain way and stuff. Yeah. I just like the way that she went about discussing it was just like it wasn't like a, a situation where like someone would just you know how people like to argue for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think when she talks, you actually listen, and she says it in a way where it's calming, so you won't like take it a certain way. Yeah. Um, but I think she would do. Yeah, that would be cool. Will Smith, Rhapsody. That's a dope noble office. Mm. That's a hip hop office. Hey, yo, could you imagine the painting, the president painting? That would be yeah. We fire. get all, we get all that other shit out of there. We we thug, <laughs> we thug that right on out. <laughs> Got to. I think that'd be fire. So that'd be really dope. Uh, For listeners, tell us who you think word. would be a dope. Artists who would be for uh, be a president. Good yeah, president. I'm curious. Reach out to us. Let us let us know in the comments uh, who who your pick would be. Even if let's let's add in actors too, because to your point, the the scale of uh, rappers to choose from is very different, uh, difficult rather. So let's add in maybe some actors. Who who would you pick? And then we'll we'll reply back to you guys. Um, as always, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, check us out on uh, Grassroots Pod. Uh, for Instagram, Twitter, um, we're on YouTube. You can check us out there. Um, our group me chat is still popping and growing as ever. Want to yep. shout out, shout out all those guys. Um, and that uh, that link, uh, if you want to join, it's a free link that's going to be in the, at the uh, description of this video. Yep. And um, as always, be kind. Rewind. That's what that's what they used to say in Blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster. <laughs> That's what they used to say. Um, word. Uh, and that's it. I'm, I'm Brandon Kilobay I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. And we out. Grass, 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 grass.